Today on the show, creative evangelization, silver linings, how we're coping. Our picks of the week and so much more. The Catholic Underground starts right now. It is time for the CU Weekly, the podcast that tries to cut through the noise and find that still small voice and bring you the topics that matter. It's episode number 421. I am Father Chris Decker. Joining me this week, I promise you, we have Kathleen Lee. She is the Teachus Maximus, I guess Magistra Maxima at Our Lady of Mercy School in Baton Rouge. Uh, of course, you're still exiled. Hey, Kathleen. Hey, good to see you Yep, we've also got Olivia Galino. She is a student of life and resident Italian food critic. Hello, Olivia. Hello. And it looks like you've got uh, behind you, if you're listening to us in the podcast, behind Olivia are some family members. Are these family members of yours uh, yes. that are in, in picture, in black and white format? Great-grandmother, number one. Great-great-grandmother, possibly great-great-great, but no. There you go. Well, yeah, there you go. And uh, also great, great, great is Father Ryan Humphreys. He's the pastor of St. Edward the Confessor Parish in Tallulah, Louisiana. He joins us as always. Hey, Father. I am rampant upon a field of books. That's true. And and I like your uh, I like your water stain on the on your ceiling too. It's very classy. <laughs> so it feels very very lived in. It is very much lived in. That's true. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Ed, at least I, right now it's not toxic. So you know, <laughs> well, that's good. That's true. It's not toxic. I, I should say that that uh, Ed uh, set up cameras in the studio uh, before he realized that we were social distancing this evening, so that we weren't coming into the studio. So Ed uh, just called me and said, "Hey, you guys coming in?" I said, "Well." We're sort of already there where we're going to be. And uh, and Jeff's not feeling well. He's got a little sinus activity. So I said, hey, man, stay home. And uh, everybody else is on assignment. So it's pretty much just the three of us um, and myself. Hey. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's the three of us and myself, right? Uh, yeah. yeah it's how... I always get left out. I love how Olivia automatically puts the odd man out. <laughs> because I am. Even no, you guys are the panelists. I'm the, I'm the oddball. I am always, who's the person whose name you'll all forget? Kevin? Yeah, it's all right. Anyway. (laughs) That's right, yeah. So, okay. Um, One of the things that we can all agree on is that this is an incredibly crazy time here in the land of quarantine. And uh, one of the things that I don't know uh, if you've experienced, presumably you and the Catholic world have, if you've gotten on any sort of social media, is uh, Olivia, Kathleen, are your feeds being flooded by mass every day? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mass, adoration, night prayer, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it really is quite something to see as you scroll along. In fact, uh, Father Ryan and I were trying to figure out what was happening where all of a sudden live streams weren't showing up kind of randomly. And and I was wondering if there was something nefarious, but Father Ryan, I can only imagine that uh, a lot of these streaming companies and social media companies are just trying to keep up. Yeah, it's it's nuts when you think about exactly how difficult it is to go from say, let's having oh, we've got a thousand people streaming to having three thousand people streaming, you know, pretty much overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be just next to impossible yeah i mean literally everyone is streaming something whether whether it's uh, us trying to get this program done uh, or family members trying to keep in contact you know um there's a lot of bandwidth being uh traded so to speak 
And so we thought that we'd talk about some of the, uh, the creative ministry things, the creative outreaches and apostolates that have been present, um, and, uh, and just kind of talk about those sorts of things and how, how neat they are to see at work, because this really is a, a new moment for, uh, for Catholics and, I dare say, Christians of any color uh, on, on the Internet. Isn't that right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the way it used to be where you were that's right i guess we should probably we should probably get get this out of the way that yeah back in the day when father ryan and deacon joshua and i did this program we did it exactly like you're looking at it now and uh because there's no uh, ability to kind of look at each other uh to, right. to to kind of throw a topic um this is exactly what would happen um, so, uh, Kathleen, what are some of the ways that you've seen uh, creative ministry at work? I know you've been involved in some of it as well. Yeah, I've seen um, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of masses, a lot of adoration, a lot of um, homilies, and that's kind of a you know a regular thing that I've seen. But some of the new things that I've seen are um, several of my friends, in fact, have been doing um, like nights of worship. Or, um, or even some of my friends that are in ministry are doing online retreats. So they're saying, hey, for these next three days or for this next four hours, let's commit to being on, you know, you can register for this Zoom call or, you know, whatever online platform they're using. Uh, and they can retreat together while not being together, which I think is awesome because I know one of the things that when this first came about, um, I had probably at least five events lined up in the next couple of weeks Mm -hmm. Um, that for me uh, was supplemental income. But, you know, for some people, that's their whole life is to do ministry. And so it's been really cool to see some of my friends who do ministry um, full time to still be able to provide, you know, what they would at any other time, you know. Yeah. And still, and still, and this sounds weird, but to still make, you know, a small living off of it, you know. Right, exactly. Families. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think that's what what really changed overnight is uh, a lot of folks um, who this is their livelihood, huh? Providing works in the apostolate uh, is their livelihood, and now they're they're kind of faced with a well, I can get on Facebook for free, but how do I get paid? You know. Right. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's a that's a, a troublesome thing. Um, one of the things that I've seen that's really kind of cool, Olivia, are concerts that have been happening on uh, on the internet. And I was wondering if 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 Matt, your beau, has done any uh, has done any concerts? Um, not yet, but we actually were talking the other day, um, and we like filmed this video because he and I are both staying at my parents' house. But we like filmed this video um, of him like with his guitar, basically saying like he'll take requests from people. Um, cause we've seen some different people like on Instagram bands that we follow and stuff that are doing that. And I'm like, that's a really cool, like way to like still engage your fans when you're not able to like perform shows, um, and, or just to like provide kind of like entertainment in a way that's not just like scrolling through Twitter and things like that. So, um, we've seen some different bands do like 
like you know virtual concerts and stuff and um so yeah i, I think he should do it I, I if he has time i think we, we're gonna get him to do that well the time is one of those things we all seem to have a good bit of these days and uh greeting to giovanni from italy uh those of you in the chat room are saying that uh, i love having the streaming of the mass adoration stations of the cross the rosary and all that stuff as much as i want the virus to end i would love to see easy access to all of the above continue uh, and and I, I tend to agree. Uh, Taylor, of course, uh, the, the queen of the chat room, says, I've shared so many of your masses and prayers being said, and she's also working on graphics and finding articles to share. So this is kind of ramping up uh, the work of the Catholic apostolate on, on the digital continent. And Father Ryan, I think uh, I've said it before, like our hour has come. You know, Catholic Underground was founded on these principles, and now they're kind of coming to some sort of strange viral fruition. And not not in ways we expected. I mean, I know you've had just dozens of texts, and I've had a number of calls where people who are not techie look at me and say, how do you live stream? I'm like, well, you know, it's not quite the same as making a pancake, but I mean, you know, and and kind of walk them through it. But I mean, we, we've helped a lot of folks get online, people who are not necessarily tech, tech involved. Um, but then also, I think, you know, kind of setting a standard for what, how do you make that look? How do you frame it up? Um, you know, what is the most basic package and then what's a little bit better, you know, and given how easy it is and given how, how free it can be, I'm hoping that a lot more priests will make theirs available. I was thinking today, just in my cry room, you know, my cry room is not a very conducive place to, you know, have screaming children and being able to put, you know, a TV there with, with a webcam, even for people within the church could be a win for, for some people. And so this could turn out to bear some pretty good fruit. Yeah, I, I'm excited to think of the ways in which fruit could be born from all of this, uh, because, you know, the way that people uh, consume is very different. And I think what we're seeing now is that people that recognize that, uh, well, what we've known for some time is that Catholics have to be present on the digital continent. But like I received a text just the other day from, uh, actually yesterday, from a priest who said, okay, I've got the streaming thing set up. I've got the camera, you know, set up, the, the, uh, the situation's all working, the hardware is working. Now, how do I uh, make it look good? How do I make it presentable? How do I give it an aesthetic that people will want to experience? And that's really the, the challenge, I suppose, is to, is to be able to teach that as well. Because you have to have a little bit of artistry in, in the midst of all of it and, and things like that, too. Um, yeah, is there something that, that in particular that any of you have seen that uh, that really go, wow, I really would like to see this continue um, long past when life goes back to actual normal? Is there anything that kind of hit you, Kathleen, that uh, you can think of? Um, you know, I, I mean, I've been playing around with some stuff. I know that Father uh, Father Ryan gave me some some lights and things like that, and it's interesting to see um, how many people are using like natural light. I love to like to make it look good. You know, I'm always looking at, like right now it's driving me crazy that my shot does not look good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's too late to, to fix it. But you know, it's, it's interesting, um, you know, when I'm leading the rosary for uh, Catholic Underground, um, I wanted to like shove it full of everything that was beautiful that I had, you know, every statue and all these pictures. And I was like, okay, wait. Um, but I think, you know, just having a little table with, you know, 
for me, it was a picture of Mary and, um, and then having the, the lighting right. It doesn't take a lot and it doesn't necessarily take um, equipment. Um, sometimes you can just use the light that you have um, or, you know, open a window or, you know. Well, you know, I think a, a lot of people are seeing that, that priests are recognizing that just shooting a camera at the priest's face while he stands at an altar is not a very visually appealing thing. And so a lot of priests are offering mass ad orientum in their churches and people are realizing just how beautiful that is and how it kind of makes sense. You know, when the priest holds up the Eucharist and there's him, there's the Eucharist and there's the cross and the tabernacle and it all just kind of makes sense. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering how many parishes are going to start seeing the wisdom and the beauty of ad orientum worship um, because just because it actually makes a better shot, you know, and then yeah. people say, hang on a minute, there's there's an artistic part, but then it goes even beyond that into something that makes theological sense as well. And I've seen that a number of uh, in a number of, of masses people are offering the comments section uh, exactly that sentiment. Yeah, and, and I uh, I must say that I've been thinking about that as well, because, as you know, whenever a priest um is is celebrating mass uh, towards the the rising of the sun towards towards the liturgical east. It makes sense for us certainly, but but I think what we're seeing now is a, an opportunity um, for for the people to to recognize. Well, you know, um, there's something that maybe is off kilter when Father is offering mass to the camera to me because he's saying words to the Father, but he's looking at me. And so there is something that is uh, that, that that doesn't quite um, strike the right note, if you will, and the camera makes it all the more kind of apparent as well. And so um, one of the things that I do is whenever I am doing those things, like in the liturgy of the word, the the things that are done from the chair, from the ambo, uh, in the ordinary form, I'm I'm looking at the camera, and then of course I'm addressing the camera whenever I'm giving the homily. But then, uh, as the, the Roman Missal suggests, or actually as it says in red, <laughs> um, there are times where I turn towards the altar because that's what makes the most sense. And it's not just aesthetic, but it's also the direction of our prayer. And as you say, that's become even more apparent um, in these days. And of course, I've seen it uh, both, both ways, you know, um, certainly. But, uh, but, uh, but it's important to note that, that I'm, not, I'm not turning my back on people. I'm facing the direction uh, that is the cross. I'm facing the source of our salvation. And, and I think that we need to work on that kind of a language thing because I've noticed that too. You know, uh, is it's, not, it's not my intent to show you my back. It's my intention for you to, to be led. And that's the way that, that uh, we're able to do that. And I see that that uh, kind of come, comes about in the, the method of, uh, of these masses. Well, and if I could add one other thing that I think is very interesting is that back in seminary, we were forced to videotape ourselves offering mass, which, you know, gives you kind of a, a certain kind of sense of paranoia. Do I do I slur my words like I have a soft L sound sometimes? I sound like I have a little bit of a lip <laughs> when I'm talking with an L uh, and it drives me absolutely nuts when I say, holy, holy, holy Lord. You know, and <laughs> it doesn't come across in my head. but Boy, does it come across on the camera. And I think a lot of priests, now that they're having to hear themselves and see themselves on camera just to, you know, check out how the live stream went, yeah. are maybe going, gosh, you know, I need that doesn't look good or that sounds wrong or that's too loud or it's not loud enough. Mm -hmm. And I think it forces a lot of us to kind of retake stock of perhaps something that we've just been on autopilot with, you know, in terms of our 
our hours celebrandi, as we say, the art of the celebration. Yeah. And there's a lot to be said, uh, certainly, about that and to kind of um, recatechize what we're doing. And I think that this is a, a tremendous opportunity for, for catechesis. And again, the church is big enough. There, there is an allowance for, for um, all of these different types of celebration. But to allow us to meditate upon the art of celebrating, again, is really important for sure. Um, so, yeah, those are some things uh, that, that are at work. Uh, Olivia, has anything kind of struck you as like, gee, I'd like to see that continue? after all of this is is over and done with? Um, I guess maybe not as much from a ministry. I'm just, there's certainly like lots of ministry things, but like the thing that came to mind whenever you asked that question was, I would love to see like the amount of people that I have to avoid hitting like with like my car on the few times I've left my parents' houses like in the past two weeks. But like the people, the number of people I have to avoid hitting with my car that are on bikes, that are on walks, that are walking their dogs, that are on either side of the street talking to their neighbors. Like, that's been a really beautiful thing to see. Mm -hmm. um, I've never seen so much, like, familial interaction or neighborly interaction before. Um, and so that would be something that I would hope would continue if, if this is anything but uh, anything – anything but awful it is awful but like it could if it could be also like a, a recalibration of sorts um yeah. to, to those like essential um kind of fundamental parts of being human yeah I, I think lest we forget about um you know we talk about all the digital stuff but if we can actually have um actual experiences actual conversations actual relationships again if if that's one of the things that comes out of all this then then i'm all for that too you know yeah very good but i think like kathleen i would like to see too i saw that the carmelites were doing a, a retreat this weekend uh, the carmelites in uh, los angeles were doing a an online retreat this weekend mm -hmm. and i've seen some of the like content that came out of that and i'm like that is a beautiful thing especially because like sometimes people are just looking for like self-guided retreats but they can't afford to, you know, fly somewhere to, you know, take a, a retreat like that. Or maybe I, you know, just can't really afford to, like, leave my house and go stay somewhere because that costs gas money and travel money and all that stuff. But, like, I can do a, a self-guided retreat in my home, you know, or call a spiritual director and say, hey, I'm going to retreat this weekend. Will you be on, you know, kind of on call for me? So I would love to see more of that, um, the availability of retreats, because I think sometimes, like, uh, cost efficiency can be an issue with that but right. if it's online then some of that's mitigated so that's true and that's one of the things that we're seeing as well so so there have been not only creative ministry things happening but uh kind of creative ways to encounter the world around us and that's a beautiful thing too a couple of folks in the chat are saying that they they like uh watching mass uh, on the Catholic Underground, because we do, we broadcast the Mass at this point uh, on Catholic Underground, because you feel like you're participating and celebrating it, not watching a TV show. Now, that's Ars Celebrandi, you see, if if we are able to do that, where you can actually enter into the Eucharistic ministry, it's 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 very hard to do on, on, on camera. But uh, Father Ryan, have you experienced... Uh, that it's really it's really a lot more taxing to celebrate mass to a camera than than not. Yeah, I found it to be strange. I mean, I'm doing mostly the traditional Latin mass, which is pretty focused, you know, and so it's it's not too too hard. But when I'm doing the ordinary form, especially, it's really really kind of mentally wearing. Um, you know, in a part because I'm trying to not to oversell, but I'm trying to you know kind of look at the camera. And, and it's weird because there's a human interaction, 
where you just naturally look at people. Um, preaching to camera is especially difficult for me um, because so much of preaching, and I don't know if this is your, your situation, but so much of preaching is about throwing something out there, reading the audience, reading the crowd. Is that landing? Is it not? Do I need to run that point again? Do I need to kind of go a different direction? Um, you know, today's sermon was really choppy, my ordinary format, um, because I, I kind of inadvertently wrote my sermon to throw out the point and just see what direction to go. <laughs> and there was nobody there. So I was like, well, this was stupid. I wrote a sermon that, that was meant to be, you know, kind of a, well, I, and I felt a bit like a doofus. And I was like, well, I don't really know where to go from here. I had to improvise because I was <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of staring at the camera. Wall. The you camera know, doesn't really, tell you anything. That's one of the things I learned about myself as a preacher. Is like, don't do that if there's nobody there. <laughs> well, I don't know if Kathleen can like speak to the the teaching side of that, but I've had that experience in like recording lectures for my students, where I'm like, ordinarily, like I would see whether or not they were interested in, in a certain point to decide whether or not to like dive in deeper with it. But now that I'm left to my own devices, I find everything that I'm talking about interesting because this is chosen to do with my life. So I just find myself like like having vomit of the mouth and just like talking incessantly about things that they're probably in the classroom would be like, okay, like we get it. Like we just, <laughs> just move on to something else. Yeah. I tend to do so. that anyway. Um, and yeah, so I feel, I feel your pain. I do. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, my, my lectures seem to be a lot more shorter cause I'm like, any, any questions <laughs> you, in, you in the back? No. Okay. And and your dog doesn't ever have any questions. Yeah, I was wondering if the dog ever rose, raised his voice, you know. Yeah. Very cool. Well, uh, he's well, an English bulldog. They're they're famously reticent. No, he's a French. He's a French bulldog. There's a difference, oh, right? Oh, well, they're famously not reticent. So you know, it's French. We oui, we. Oui. <laughs> well, no, so he's apparently Parisian French and not kind of Canadian French. I see. It's very very different. We'd have to bring in Roberto Berry to. Uh, explain the difference. That's right. Our, our Toronto Bureau Chief is unavailable for comment this evening. Uh, Albert, uh, you know, Albert from the Catholic Underground, he says, I think 90% of the problems with live streaming and video production is audio. People will put up with less than stellar video, but if the audio is bad, people will move on. And I found that Very to be true. true. Yeah. Whenever we've had audio trouble, people just kind of whoops, scroll on by, you know, but not before reporting it, you know, to, yeah. to all the chat. Well, yeah. you know, you know what's weird for me is I never wear audio equipment. I don't wear that Britney Spears thing. I don't wear a lav. And I haven't for probably the last seven years. I haven't used a lav. And now I've got to use one. And it is tray awkward to, you know, for, strike the breast. And I, I feel like I've got to be super. I don't want to scratch the thing. I don't want to bump the thing. And so I'm paranoid offering masks because in the old mask, I've got a lot of bowing and moving and flailing to do. And I'm constantly worried about that big, you know, wart there under my neck. I'm like, don't, touch it. don't mess with it. It's very, just makes me nervous. And I haven't used it in years, so it's just not used to it. Yeah, I'll tell you, um, I, I myself, uh, that's why I have the over-the-year mic is because I, I don't like all of the movement with the, uh, the lavalier because I tend to move a lot, as you can imagine, mm -hmm. um, with uh, – with my various, well, I'm just, I'm demonstrative, you know? So, uh, so there it is. There it is. Uh, Gesticulation. Jojo in the chat room is wondering if Jeff is there. Jeff is off this evening. 
Um, we gave him the evening off since uh, our audio is our own. <laughs> you know, it's every every person for him or herself uh, this evening. Uh, Danielle in the chat says one of the things that she looks forward to is reaching out to those not already engaged in the church, searching for streamed masses and devotionals. And I think that's something that I've seen too, is people that perhaps haven't experienced uh, the, the church in a while are able to kind of see us in our native place, but in in their uh, in the comfort of their home, you know, or on their phone. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we always talk about with Catholic Radio is that you get to kind of anonymously look in the window and see what's yeah. going on. Yeah. It's a low obligation way to, to kind of ease in or a low, low cost of entry. Way to experience right. Catholicism. Yeah, and so my great hope in the midst of all of this is after after it's all said and done and the churches are open again, please God, is that people will say, you know, I really did experience the grace of God in an extraordinary way while I was watching one of these devotionals or watching the Mass, and I want to go back through the threshold. I want to go back to the building. And uh, and that um, and that certainly is what we I guess we could kind of transition. I guess I'll go ahead and do the thing we normally do so that I can make an edit point, because this is the Catholic Underground. All righty, welcome back to the Catholic Underground. We are the podcast that uh, tries to cut through the noise and find that still small voice. Our picks of the week are coming up in just a bit. But uh, I think what we'll do now is to talk about maybe some of the silver linings that we've experienced, not just from the streaming bit, but there is some silver lining to the fact that we are all now effectively monks and religious. And so, uh, and so what, do, what do we do? Uh, what, uh, what silver linings have we found? Have you found anything yet, Kathleen, other than... Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm still looking for... Many have popped up. I'm just not like... <sighs> I'm a little bitter <laughs> and a little like way out of my element. Being a, an extrovert um, has been really difficult. And so I'm trying to, you know, I think for me it's been, um, you know, really understanding that this is it for a while. Um, yeah. So um, I know that, that the Lord is calling me to to stillness and quiet and deeper prayer, um, which has been really cool, you know, being able to be a part of um, what my family is putting together, what, you know, what Catholic Underground is putting together. Um, And that has, that's certainly been a silver lining for me is like, now there's no, like, I think for me, well, I think for me being, being a part of ministry is when you go to, and you put on all these retreats, um, when you're in charge of things, um, and Olivia, you may understand that, you, I mean, you, you all will understand this, but when you're in charge of something like a retreat or, um, or a conference or something like that, um, I always get kind of caught up in the planning of it. So I'm like, oh, sure, I was on retreat. Yeah, I went to master and conference, you know, um, but I'm always doing logistics. Like, there's no real entering into what it, what's actually going on. And so with all that stripped away, it's been like, you know, the Lord is saying, okay, let's get real, you know, and, and take a look at yourself. I know that was something I, you know, when, when everything was starting to shut down, um, I started to panic a little bit because I knew that was coming. This idea of you're going to be alone with yourself and with your thoughts, and it's going to be a real look at, at who you are as a, as a Catholic um, and what you're doing and, and what you need to do better at. It's like, it's like the Lord dropped, kicked lint into my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can, can you resonate, Olivia? 
So, yes, yeah. So whereas Kathleen is like what I would consider to be like the textbook definition of an extrovert, I am happily in my little introvert box. And so like my initial reaction to like the mandate to stay at home is like, oh, I was already planning on it. Um, <laughs> For me, like the the experience of being at home has been very frenetic and very busy and very like go 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 because like I'm trying to teach 140 students. 140 online. online. Yeah. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Kathleen, how many are you teaching? Uh, you have a, you have a whole... That's almost, that's almost exactly as many as I have, yeah. 140. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, oh, my goodness. Oh. hers are in middle school, so just just Venmo Kathleen so that she can buy chocolates for herself. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, so, yeah, so you're you're having to, to kind of uh, extrovert in an introverted way while still trying to teach. Well, it's like, so being in quarantine and doing online things puts like all of my, like, like, this is going to sound weird, but like all my social anxieties to the test, because like, I'm not a person who loves to talk on the phone. I'm not like dying to Skype people. Like these aren't things I like, I like person to person, like face to face interactions, like in-person conversations. I'm all about it. But like, so doing things on the computer that have to be meaningful stresses me out. And so, you know, but I think the silver lining has been to see, like, to have the comfort of knowing that like all the, like the people that I love are safe. Um, especially like the people that I love and friends that are in New Orleans and everything and where it's kind of the hotbed of it. And, and also like, I've kind of grown in my, um, understanding of like what, like what I'm able to do, um, and like how much I depend on grace to be able to do those things. Um, and also how much I depend on like the grace that's given to me through the people around me. That's been something that I've been kind of reflecting on the past few days is just realizing that like God has gifts to give us through the people that are nearest to us, even if you know, maybe it's not always the person that we're like closest to, but sometimes it is. Um, but that God has graces to give us through those people and our interactions with them. And so that's been something that I've, I've kind of grown in, um, is relying less on myself and more on God and other people. So that's been, that's been good. Yeah, Very Father, Father Ryan, have you noticed any silver linings, uh, in, in your, uh, forced Lenten exile? Well, the, the phrase, the buzzword when we talk about technology in the Catholic Church is yesterday's technology tomorrow. <laughs> um, in, that, in that, you know, there, there are a shockingly large number of parishes that are still operating behind a 15-inch monitor, a 1998 compact computer, uh, a copy of Word 2000. And, you know, and then and, and it's just it's a god awful disaster, um, you know, and more and more uh, churches now are being forced to say, look, we, we've got to do better. There's more than than just, you know, putting out a bulletin for Microsoft Publisher. 
um, you know, and, and sending it to some place across the country and saying, here, make us something that looks like, you know, the Tokyo Business Convention of 1994 as our oh bulletin. My. Um, you know, and so the god awful garbage that we've been doing in evangelization uh, in a lot of parishes is is being shown to be completely out of touch. And I think that's an incredible silver lining. Um, you know, I mean, I think, too, that the other stuff we were talking about, priests being a little bit more self-aware, I think the faithful looking up and saying, I want more for my priest. Is my priest saying mass? Is he figuring out a way to do confessions? Because that's not a trivial thing to do. Um, how much energy is he putting out or is he just very happily, you know, sitting at home, you know, uh, and and taking this as a vacation? You know, I mean, I think there's a lot of opportunity here for the faithful to take the advice of Pope Francis and make some noise and say, hey, yeah. this is not a vacation for you. This is an opportunity for you to to minister. You need to call. You need to text. Your cell phone needs to be out there. This is not you being hidden. This is you kind of forcing yourself to minister in a way that is out of your comfort zone. And hey, and it's out of my comfort zone, too. But I think it's a wonderful opportunity for all of us in the church to to get past um, kind of a frozen in time me mentality and say, hey, the future is here, and this is an opportunity that God is using to drag us into it. Yeah, I, I would uh, tend to agree with that uh, on, on several points. Sharon in the chat says, I'm hoping this stay-at-home will give able-bodied people a little insight into the lives of those who are shut in all the time. Mm -hmm. And and I, I know that, that I've definitely meditated on that quite a bit, and that's been one of the things that uh, has really fueled uh, what I bring into night prayer. For those of you who, uh, who follow on the Catholic Underground uh, Facebook page and on YouTube, um, I, I've been doing the night prayer of the church, uh, the Compline office of the church uh, now for almost two weeks, uh, Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Central Time. And I, I, I really, I can't describe it any other way to say that, that the Lord said, do it. He said, you need to be on the air at 9 o'clock p.m. Central Time, and you, you need to start tonight. And that was like two Tuesdays ago. So right before, right before the, you know, the, the orders came down where everything was going to be locked down uh, pretty much everywhere. And I said, Lord, I really don't feel like doing this. This is, you know, I, I, need, I need to take just some time. And the Lord says, no, no, right now you need to get on the Internet like you used to at 9 o'clock. And I said, okay, all right, I, I will. And one of the things that, that I've noticed is that when everybody can't go anywhere, um, all of a sudden, as, as all of you are saying, we have to take stock and we also need to know that someone else is there and we need to know that our priests are there. And to be able to be present in this very strange and weird, seemingly one-sided way, right, where I, I can only see the chat room, um, but, but I'm also encountering the hearts of others. And uh, in a sense that you're encountering my heart, too, because, I mean, uh, as, as you said, Olivia, sometimes you feel like you're just kind of blabbering and you and you, you just start talking. Right. Well, well, uh, most parishioners don't get to see that on Sunday. Right. Because they see um, a nine to 15 minute please homily and no longer, you know, and, and they don't get to see their priest outside of the mass. Uh, and so that's one of the reasons I do the check-in because I feel like one of the things that, that we as priests need to be able to do is to invite this kind of, uh, transparency, if you will, you know, where, where you can kind of look in a little bit to see where we are. And, and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. 
Um, in fact, uh, a couple of you are saying that in the chat room that that's been very helpful for you. Um, yeah. Um, and and uh, we're very appreciative of you who are shut in, who who watch us, and who uh, take in our our uh, media all the time. And also, believe it or not, I find night prayer comforting to be able to celebrate that with everybody. Um, and I found um, a renewed desire for the liturgy of the hours actually um, in in praying night prayer with you you all uh, because it's something that we priests have to do anyway. But at the same time, um, to be able to pray it in the midst of you which is really where the offices of the church began, right? Was in, in uh, monastic life, right? Praying uh, back and forth to each other in song. In a sense, I get a sense of that whenever I'm praying. And so it's helped me out. That's one of the silver linings for me, for sure. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we'll see what, what continues uh, throughout the midst of that. I, I don't know. I really don't. Um, but we shall see. All right, uh, so let's move from there. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to throw to uh, to our prayer commercial because I think I went um, well through that. And hopefully uh, our friends at Catholic TV and the Catholic Faith Network won't mind <laughs> not having a local cut in. But these are strange times. Uh, do what you must, you know. Uh, but I think what we'll do now is is move into uh, from the looking at the silver linings to having kind of like a mini check-in for the Catholic Underground crew. So Kathleen, I'll start with you. Um, you're effectively under uh, quarantine like we all are. Are you stir crazy yet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. At first when I, like when this all was going down, I was like, oh, I'll, you know, look, I'll go to, to Nashville and visit my friends. I'll, you know, fly to, to Denver. Um, yeah, you had travel plans worked out. Yeah, I did. Um, because I thought, well, you know, this is, let me get it in before this gets out of hand. Um, and, um, for me, I have, I have type 2 diabetes, so, like, and I, I don't yeah, like Yeah, you're in a risk factor, like, right? Yeah, I don't, yeah, and so, so, of course, my parents called and said, we don't really think it's a good idea, you have, you know, compromised immune system, and I'm like, I'll do what I want, and then, uh, <laughs> and then all of the, uh, all the people, you know, everything that came on, on the television, was you know they started they would list at least three diseases and all of them were all of them listed diabetics as, as a huge risk and so um for me it's turned from this desire to go out and still being able to kind of do that but also like the reality of it that if i that if i were to 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 get sick um that it's worse it's just you know it's, it's not about whether i catch it or not so like i'll just catch it and it's no big deal no you know and but now it's it's you know really thinking about because it's just me i'm not i'm not there's nobody here i don't have you know kids that are that are susceptible or i don't live with anybody who's who's elderly um so it's just me and i'm usually i'm kind of a um a, a renegade you know like i said i just do what i want that's true but really having to think about you know what would happen if i did get sick and you know my parents not being able to come and help me which they always do and um and so so it's really like i went to the store today and i, I wore gloves <laughs> like i put them on i was like looking <sighs> <laughs> like a dumb walking through the store but it was you know you just start to think about everything you touch and everybody that you come into contact with and um you know, um, who, who are you exposing people to? If you, you know, it's just crazy. So, um, for me, it's really been okay. Who are who are the trusted sources that I can look to um, yeah. in the in the media? Um, 
you know, I, I don't trust anybody who says this came from a friend's, you know, uncle right. who works in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, and really heeding what people are saying, but also looking for opportunities, like we said, um, just to use this time to be available to my students, but to, to take care of myself and, um, you know, spiritually, physically, mentally. Uh, I've done a lot of reaching out to other people and just saying, hey, just checking on y'all. And they're like, How, you know, hey, thanks for you know, just saying hello. And, and these people I haven't talked to in a while. I talked to two friends last night who I met in Africa in 2009. And I just shot them, a, you know, a text message. I said, hey, I'm just checking in with y'all. And they were like, I can't believe you, like. <laughs> wait, of all, of all people, all? yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it was cool. It was cool to hear from them and get some life updates. And so I'm just trying to not go insane. Well, it, so <laughs> it sounds like you're actually able to, to be your extroverted self, right? Yeah. 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 And and even for the introverted, uh, so Olivia, um, how have have you gone stir crazy? I mean, the natural place of the introvert is, you know, swaddled in a blanket, sitting in a bay window, reading with a cup of tea, right? <laughs> oh, that sounds so nice. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so I actually like whenever I could see the writing on the wall, like they had told us that we were out of school and that we would be doing online school. And you could start to see like the CDC getting stricter and stricter with their guidelines for like who, how many people can be together in a space, all that. I was like, you know what? Like, you know, so I have my own house and everything, but I was like, I don't really want to be sitting in a house by myself for at least a month. Yeah. Um, and because I know like, yes, I'm an introvert, but I also know my tendency to like get too lost in my own thoughts. And so I was sure. like, I just don't want to, I don't need to know myself that well. And also like, I know my tendency towards anxiety. That's been something that's like been a little bit of a struggle for me, like vulnerability moment for me. But like, yeah, like I, all the like constant news and like I'm, I'm in a risk category as well. And that makes me even more nervous. And so like, I was like, you know what, I don't need to be sitting in a house by myself all like, you know, worried and eat up. So I was like, I'm going to go save my parents <laughs> and that's okay for a grown woman to do. And yeah, absolutely. It is. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, um, you know, my boyfriend lives in New Orleans. And so I was like, you know what, like you can come stay in my old apartment. Like it's safer here. And so like, it's been a lot of me like trying to fight away like like temptations towards anxiety um and but like I think for the most part a lot of that has like leveled off um I, I have like a, a a I don't know like a rule with myself now that like because my mom's a nurse and she's very level-headed when it comes to things like this I'm like I'll ask her and whatever she says like yeah. like how, how are things going what do I need to know and other than that I don't need to be reading things because it just freaks me out so yeah yeah controlling <laughs> controlling the information that you take in as well as the source of that information is very very important for sure uh Jojo in the chat room says Olivia is my spirit animal <laughs> <laughs> Has have you ever gotten that before? Yeah, I know that's quite a compliment, isn't it? So sweet, Jojo, and I love your name too. Yeah, there, you, there you go, Father Ryan. Um, now you also are an introvert, believe it or not. And uh, I mean, yeah, I, uh, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a weird blend. The uh, the Myers Briggs thing puts me as someone who is naturally very introverted, 
But when I'm outgoing, I'm basically channeling my father, who is a raging <laughs> extrovert. He, um, he is. So I can. Yeah, that's people. true. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's there's a lot of fun psychology going on beneath my ample brain. Um, but, you know, <laughs> or within my ample brain, beneath my ample uh, bald spot is what I meant to say. But it didn't play out that way. What I thought you, you said your animal brain, but I didn't. No, no. I, I, yeah. Well, actually, I, when I when I led uh, exposition the other day, that bald spot was like a flaming, you know, crown of oh dear God, you're bald and not a little, very, very bald. Um, at any rate, um, no, I, I, even I am starting to get a little uh, a little stir crazy. I have. Um, I've gotten into 3D printing and I've printed everything I could think to print. I have reorganized, rearranged, cleaned, and I actually got out uh, Clorox bleach and scrubbed all the uh, the cabinets in the house. Um, my house is very, very clean and there's nothing else to do. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's quite uh, it's quite challenging. Um, I have I have prayed a lot, I've read a lot, and there's still nothing else to do. So. Um, <laughs> I I don't really know. Uh, I've exercised until all my muscles hurt a lot, uh, and and I'm basically getting done with my day around eleven fifteen in the morning and looking around going, <laughs> what else can I do? So I have engaged in quite a lot of unnecessary television watching, uh, which I'm not super proud of, but you know it is what it is, um, because there's just you know I mean the life of a priest ends up being pretty out there with the folks, and when there are no folks to be out there with. Um, you know, it's hard to, to shift gears. So I'm, I'm definitely itching for the opportunity to visit with some folks, talk to some people, um, you know, and, and not just on the phone, but I mean, have some actual interactions and hear about how people are doing what they're, what they're doing. Yeah, today um, I had uh, I opened up the church for Eucharistic adoration from eight in the morning until two and, uh, you know, put all the proper, you know, CDC protocols in place and signs on the door and things like that. And um, if you promise not to tell anybody, of course, I realize this is going out over national television, but uh, don't tell anybody. But um, but a couple of the folks that happen to be present uh, for Eucharistic adoration, one of them is a catechumen. And um, and the the catechumen, or I should say, the director of the catechumenate, and and the sponsor said, would it be all right if we did the third scrutiny, um, since it's this the, the fifth week of uh, of Lent, can we do the third scrutiny? And I said, quickly, <laughs> quickly. So uh, so after uh, I reposed the blessed sacrament, there was still just a few people in church, and I had my binder with the scrutiny in it, and we did the scrutiny, and and I said, the Lord be with you. And there were a couple of folks in the church and they said, and with your spirit. And I, I, I paused for a minute and I went inside my heart and went, oh my goodness, you spoke, you, you, you spoke back. <laughs> you asked for the Lord to be with my spirit and I heard it. And uh, I, I might've even said at that point, it is so good to hear you say that, you know? Um, and it was just a little bitty inkling. And of course we went through the, uh, we went through the, um, the scrutiny and everything, um, with, you know, I was, I was six feet, but, you know, and all that, but, uh, but it really was, I, I realized how lonely a priest gets if he doesn't have his flock to minister to in person, you know, and, and that really is something that I didn't expect to find so much of, uh, so much of what we do as priests is, uh, is, 
in situ, right? In, in, in the person of, um, whether it's sacramentally or whether it's just simply being, uh, being priests to people, you know, and we offer sacrifice. That's the principal thing that we do, but it, it assumes that we are somehow connected to our flock. And so I think that, that my, um, my stir craziness is, and this could just be part of the extrovert in me is not always being able to hear the end with your spirit, even though I know that it's there, you know? So yeah, um, uh, my stir craziness. Uh, I'm getting a little stir crazy today. I found out that uh, that my mom, my mom, as you know, is in is in uh, nursing home care, and found out that uh, that there was one case at the nursing home. That person's in isolation. They're taking all the protocols and everything, but all of a sudden it hit me today in in a new way. Um, that that here I am isolated. My mom, God love her, is isolated uh, for her own safety and good good you know. Uh, good health as they all are there in the nursing home. She doesn't, to my knowledge, have the, the virus or anything like that. But all of a sudden, like the, the, the bricks kind of came down on, on my heart today. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I experienced the stir craziness, but at the same time, so in that, in that same breath, um, what shows up on my doorstep, but boiled crawfish, like two pounds of boiled crawfish today. And uh, that, uh, that softened the blow a little bit because a couple of ways today my parishioners reached out either by text message or, uh, you know, through our, our um, internet channels here to say, Father, we really, we love you. And, you know, I, I think that tell your priests you love them <laughs> because we, we need to hear that. And, uh, and certainly um, for all of you who are watching on the Catholic Underground and those who are my parishioners and those of you on Catholic TV and all around the world, I just want you to know that I love you as well. And part of the reason that we're continuing to do this in this really weird circumstance trying to get this technology to work is because we love you and, uh, and you're not alone. And, and I, I want you to know that. And certainly on behalf of all of us, we want you to know that, that, that you aren't alone. So, uh, yeah. All right. So here we go. That's, uh, that's kind of how we're dealing with the stir crazy. I'm still dealing with it. I have, I have my Avengers shield in the background. Uh, Daniel has pointed it out on the chat room. It isn't the metal one. It's the plastic one. So, so don't be too, uh, you know, too jealous, but, uh, it still looks really, really cool on my wall. Okay. All right. Here we, here we go. So that's the, the silver lining. Uh, that's the stir craziness. And you can let us know how you're dealing with it if you want to. Backchat at catholicunderground.com is always the place to do that. But before we, uh, we leave you, let's take part in that part of the show that we like to call the CU Pick of the Week. And so for our first Pick of the Week, we'll quickly go to Kathleen. Kathleen, you got one? Um... My pick of the week is uh, nurses and doctors, all the people who are in the healthcare field, um, who are putting in um, all the hours and all of the, you know, vulnerable moments um, yep. that they are, you know, they've been in our prayers. My cousin Elizabeth works in a, um, a like a stat care clinic, so she's exposing herself every day to anybody who comes in with anything, mm -hmm. um, whether they know it's the virus or not and so these are people who love their job um who many many across the world are, are um you know choosing to stay at the hospital instead of come home yep. uh, for, for for many reasons to be available but also to, to protect their families and they're staying away from their for families sure. for long amounts of time um so they they deserve a big hoorah um and you know, that's a good pick of the have, week yep yeah for sure uh, olivia your pick of the week there real quick no None, zero. 
Well, I have one, but then I, yeah, I just never follow Kathleen. I, I do, I too want to like echo the sentiment that nurses and doctors, God bless you all. Um, so my pick of the week is uh, an app called Scrabble Go. Um, we've been playing a lot of Scrabble to like kind of keep our minds engaged and stuff. And, um, sure. and I love Scrabble personally, but the, there's an app called Scrabble Go. Um, made by Hasbro and it's a little bit clunky when it comes to like ads and flashy things and whatever but in the end you can play Scrabble against a computer and uh, kind of keep your mind sharp or against other people it's kind of like words with friends but yeah that's my pick of the week Scrabble go all right uh, Father Ryan your pick of the week in our seven minutes that we have left yeah just quickly there's a service called givebackbox.com givebackbox.com and basically it allows you to take all the boxes that Amazon sends you to mm-hmm. put whatever you want in them you know clothes or or you know things like that things you can donate you print out a label you slap it on the box and you just drop it back you drop it back outside and the UPS guy takes it away to donate to charity i usually like to give to the red cross or to the um uh Salvation Army, but this is a great little service. It's completely free and allows you to make donations from home. And so if you have some stuff you want to offload, uh, givebackbox.com. Wow, very cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a neat idea. My pick of the week is what we've been using to stream to you. It's actually a really robust little diddly-do on the internet, uh, Restream.io. Restream, they have a free tier that allows you to stream to a whole bunch of different services as well as your personal YouTube page and your personal Facebook page. But if you get into the paid tiers, you can stream like we're doing to, uh, to multiple uh, Facebook public pages as well as personal pages and to YouTube. And so that's the way we've been able to reach so many of you at the same time. And uh, and so that's my pick of the week just because I think it's cool and it could be a good little foot in the door for those of you who are trying to figure out what your digital apostolate is going to look like on the other side of all of this stuff that we call the COVID-19 crisis. Um, this week, the Catholic Underground is possible because of viewers like you, listeners like you. I promise you that because I've had to buy a few annual subscriptions to things like this uh, uh, just kind of on the barrel head, just like that, uh, you know, no questions asked. So if you want to join in the growing number of undergrounders, you can find out more at catholicundergroundcom slash donate. And of course, an important way to uh, support us is to like us, to heart us, to star us, and to share us on your social media platform of choice. And if you really like our podcast, you can stop by iTunes or Spotify and leave a little review just to let other people know what's worth listening to or watching in this podcast. Uh, our panelists this week have been Kathleen Lee. She He's the Faith Ninja and the Hope Samurai at Kaylee626 on Instagram and Twitter. Isn't that right? Or are you not on Twitter? Ah, uh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, you're still you're close enough, yeah. And uh, Olivia Galino is the most difficult one. She is at the.real.omg on Instagram and on Twitter as well. Yes. Both of those. It's not that hard. You did great. Okay, I, I tried. I had time to read it. Our technical director is Jeff Blackwell at Jeff Blackwellis on Twitter. Our research assistant and the leader of the crew in the lab is Jim Hayes, although we went way off the reservation and just kind of, you know, uh, hung out tonight, which I think we kind of all needed to do. I, I know I needed to do that. Our video and graphics director is usually Ed Ball, even though we gave him the night off. And uh, oh, Father Ryan, Father Ryan, I forgot to, to mention you. You're at FR Humphreys on all of the social media. 
and FR Ryan on uh, Instagram, FR Humphrey. Okay, there we go. Yeah, because there's some FR Humphrey somewhere uh, on Instagram that's not you. Humphrey. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. And you know me. I'm Father Chris Decker. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Digital Catholic and almost everywhere else, I think. Uh, We hope that we've helped you cut through the noise and find that still small voice. We are the Catholic Underground. We are Faith Gone Digital. We'll get through this together and we'll see you next time. Hey there, Undergrounders. Father Chris here. Since we had a few extra minutes at the end of the show, I thought we'd take an opportunity to pray a litany against plague and pestilence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord sent His Word and healed them. The Lord sent His Word and healed them. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, Father of the afflicted, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, best comforter, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. Virgin most powerful, pray for us. Health of the sick, pray for us. Saint Michael, pray for us. Holy angels and archangels, pray for us. Our guardian angels, pray for us. Saint Joseph, spouse and guardian of the mother of God, pray for us. Saint George, great martyr, pray for us. Saint George, faithful friend of Christ, intercede for us. Saint George, imitator of the passion, pray for us. Saints Anne and Joachim, pray for us. Saints Peter and Paul, pray for us. Saint Luke, pray for us. Saint Lawrence, pray for us. Holy martyrs of Rome, pray for us. Saint Corona, pray for us. Saint Quirinius, pray for us. Saint Sebastian, pray for us. Saints Cosmas and Saint Damien, pray for us. Saint Anthony of the Desert, pray for us. Saint Marin, pray for us. Saint Gregory the Great, pray for us. Saint Edmund the Martyr, pray for us. Saint Rock, pray for us. Saint Charbel, pray for us. Saint Francis of Rome, pray for us. Saint Aloysius Gonzaga, pray for us. Saint Thomas More, pray for us. Jesuit martyrs of North America, pray for us. Saint Kateri Tekakwitha, pray for us. Pope Saint John Paul II, pray for us. Saint Mother Teresa, pray for us. We pray asking the intercession of Saint George. O Saint George, faithful servant of God and invincible martyr, Saint George, favored by God with the gift of faith and inflamed with an ardent love of Christ, thou didst fight valiantly against the dragon of pride, falsehood, and deceit. Neither pain nor torture, sword nor death could part thee from the love of Christ. We fervently implore thee for the sake of this love to help us by thy intercession to overcome the temptations that surround us and to bear bravely the trials that oppress us so that we may patiently carry the cross that is placed upon us and let neither distress nor difficulty separate us from the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, our refuge and our strength, who are the author of mercy, hearken to the devout prayers of thy church and our families and grant that what we faithfully beseech we may truly obtain through Christ our Lord. Amen. We at the Catholic Underground are praying for you. Please pray for us, and we move through this together. God bless you.